I don't know about you, but one of the toughest parts of being an adult for me has been making new friends. And not just like any friends. I mean like the true quality friends that we all want. The kind you can lean on in good times and bad. But why is it so dang hard to find those types of friends after leaving school? So today I am digging in to this question and others along with one of my newest friends, Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. All right. So before we really get into this, I feel like we should tell people how we met slash how we know each other. Do you want, do you want to go for it or do you want me? Oh gosh. Yeah. I'll give my perspective. Okay. Maybe, maybe yours. So I have lived in Sacramento for about a year, Uh, not even, not even a full year. So last April, My husband and I were moving to Sacramento from the Bay Area, and I had been staying with my mom for a while. We put in an offer on a house. We were so thankful to get it. And while once we closed, I you know ran over because I had moved ahead of time and had a job, so I stopped in on a lunch break. And I'm pulling up just to kind of gawk at my new home, and this wonderfully <laughs> crazy woman pulls up like just to a halt in front of my house and jumps out of her vehicle and goes, did you buy this house? And mind you, she had driven about 20 feet because it was the woman next door <laughs> who was leaving her house, uh, who now I know to be Kathleen. And it, w- it was immediate. I was like, oh, I want this woman to be my friend. Um, I have a, a friend crush. And she just, yeah, laid well, it on thick. was like, be my friend, be my friend. And I was like, me too, me too. Oh yeah. The feeling was definitely mutual in the friend crush department. <laughs> Because to have a neighbor that was our age, we love all of our neighbors. We love our neighbors. Our neighborhood is wonderful. But to have someone live next door who was our age and to top it all off, in addition to being next door neighbors, our houses are two new construction houses in a very old neighborhood built by the same contractor. And so we were able to share a lot of very funny slightly frustrating stories mm-hmm. right off the bat uh, without missing a beat, which was fun. Yeah, and we were so thrilled to have, you know, two, Nate, well, Will and Kathleen next door, our age, and then obviously they're cute little kids too because um, we're big family people yeah. and it was just so cool to see, you know, people who are kind of just a few steps ahead of us in life and are obviously so fun. So we were like, how do we become their friends? <laughs> Well, we ended up going, later on, we went on like a double date. We got the other next door neighbor to mm. babysit. Yes. And then went on a double date with you guys. And But before that, Jenna and I had a, like a, a, a pajama meeting, yeah. basically. Like Will was in school one night and Jenna came over for wine and pajamas and conversation. And it was like the first date for us. Well, it felt like love at first sight. From the second yeah. you jumped out of your car, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to be friends. Oh yeah. No, it was... Which I mean, doesn't always happen for me. Oh, I don't know about you, but no. I was like, oh, wait, this is happening. Like, we're going to be friends. Oh yeah. It was going to happen. But on that first day, I I kept talking to some of my other friends and they said like, you got to gauge 
how serious she is about Harry Potter. Like that's going to be your ticket to figure out if you're going to be like best friends. And not only does she have a very deep love for Harry Potter, but she told me that she took her husband to Universal Studios before going on their honeymoon to see Harry Potter World. And from that moment, I was like, well, done. Like, <laughs> signed, sealed, delivered. That's it. We also played water polo and have many other similarities. But yeah, the here, Har- here we are recording a <coughs> podcast together. Here we are. <laughs> hey, I am all for a good girl crush. It okay? was a good girl crush. It is crush. Galentine's Day after all. It is Galentine's Day. We're recording this on Galentine's Day. This is perfect. Yeah. I'm all about Perfect. admitting when I have a friend crush these days because, like you said, it is hard to make friends as an adult. So I have no shame anymore. When I like someone, I'm like, hi, I like you. You're cool. We should hang out. Yeah. In our very limited free time. But we should hang but out. But we should hang out. Yeah. Yeah. It also helps with Jenna and me that we do live next door to each other. Mm-hmm. So the whole, like, travel time is pretty, pretty easy. And she accepts me for who I am in my pajamas. That was also how I knew we were going to be really good friends because she texted me before she came over that first night and said, so can I wear comfy clothes? And I said, I'm going to change from one pair of leggings to another one because my first pair had spit up on it. And that was about it. Yeah, I I have very uh, conflicted feelings with having to wear stupid business clothes to work every day. So the second I get home, well, not right now because... Um, normally I switch into my pajamas immediately because I do not understand why in today's world we have to still be wearing quote business clothes. I'm stupid. I'm actually surprised that you're wearing business clothes right now because it's a long day. Unlike most of these, most of the guest episodes I do, I do them remotely with someone, but because Jenna lives next door, I am escaping bedtime for my kids and coming over here and hanging out. Um, so kind of transitioning into not just our fantastic girl crush relationship, but what kind of qualities do you look for in a friend? Uh, okay. So, I mean, like you've said, it's, it's different making friends as an adult. I feel really lucky that a lot of my friends from high school and college are still my friends, um, that, you know, the ones who have weathered different times of life and the good and the bad. Um, but I would say something that I really kind of focus on now is, um, being more intentional with who I'm friends with. And because, you know, as you get older, you have less and less free time. Um, and you know, just choosing where you put your energy and who you invest in. And not to say like, I always try to be kind to everyone, but my mom kind of gave me a really helpful tip when I was younger of, thinking of relationships like concentric circles, kind of like a tree and that, you know, you're kind to everyone, but you can't be everything to everyone. And to focus on that core and the way she defined it, at least when I was 13 and trying to figure out what the heck was going on with friends and life and transitions, which I think, you know, we start to think that that only happens when you're younger, but definitely happens at all stages. Right. Um, of figuring things out of, who would walk a thousand miles for you in the middle of the night? And so that's who I started to kind of really pour myself into. And I would say the friends I listed then on that one, like crying 13 year old night, I'm still friends with today. And so I look for a lot of those same qualities now as an adult, um, that I did then. And 
I would say that those tend to be kind of um, people who are just really loyal, um, but also who aren't afraid to call you on your sh um, but accept you for who you are. Um, I would say throughout all stages of my life, I've really looked for friends who really become family. Um, I had a really tumultuous childhood and young adulthood, and now I'm really close to my family, but that took a lot of work um, to get there and, you know, therapy sessions and drawing clear boundaries and communicating those. But so from a young age, I, I really started seeking out friends who could be there through the good and the bad and love me wholeheartedly um, and, you know, just show up for each other, um, whether that means middle of the night hospital runs or family holidays, traveling different places together or just, you know, I've had a lot of friends who just sit next to me after a lot of different surgeries when I just need someone to be there, but maybe not talk. Um, and I would also say now when I'm looking for friends, it's like, and it, again, a common thread I've had throughout is people I'm friends with are just funny. Like, and I think that's such a blessing. Like, I don't know if I'm funny, but like the people I am surrounded with, like they make me laugh constantly. And so I don't know how to seek that out intentionally. Uh, I think the other characteristics like loyalty and, you know, generally being a good person, um, are some of the things I look for, but somehow I've gotten very lucky with, um, of finding people who have quick wit and, you know, just are genuinely, genuinely good people and kind of stick to their morals and hold you accountable for yours. Um, and even if they aren't the exact same values or morals, um, just kind of are there for each other and hold each other high. For sure. No, I mean, I, I completely agree that like, I look for loyalty. I look for trust. Like those are my two biggest mm -hmm. things. And it's like, cause those are two qualities that not all friendships have. Right. And like, especially as adults, like you can meet people in different groups or from different activities and you know, some of them may be, like, kind of peripheral friends. Right. But not the people that, like, you want to call when things go wrong. Right. You know? Right. When you get bad news and... Right. You can't breathe. Yeah. Who right. Who do you need? Or, like, when you get really good news, yeah. even. Like, who are the people that you want to tell? Yeah. Celebrate and, with. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, you know... And just kindness, too. Like, pure, mm -hmm. absolute kindness. Like, I remember yeah. when we, this summer, so Jenna and her husband moved in in April, and it was Easter weekend. I probably looked like a spaz, because we were cleaning out our garage that weekend, and kind of on purpose, because I knew they were moving in, because I had talked to Jenna a few days before that. And I remember the moving truck drove by and her husband was driving it and I had not met him. I did not realize that Jenna was not in the moving truck. And so I literally started jumping up and down and waving. And I'm pretty sure he thought I was a little nuts. But that's okay. That is okay. Because I did warn him that I had made a friend and she was wonderful and might be jumping up and down. Yeah. So he probably was just stoked. Yeah. And, our, and Henry was just really excited that there was a dinosaur on the side of the moving truck. Thank you, U-Haul. Yeah. But this is not an ad. <laughs> but the, I, I, I so remember distinctly that summer, it was August-ish, when we got our backyard redone. And to save a butt, buttload of money, 
we decided to do all the mulch ourselves, which may or may not have been the right call in the end. But Jenna and Eric just jumped to help us. And it was insane because it was a pile of mulch like you've never seen before in our driveway. And they helped for several days coming over and laying it down. And I just remember thinking like, this is kindness. Like this is what being a good, not just a good neighbor, but like a good human is a good friend is was wonderful. So, yeah. So now we're just waiting for them to get their backyard redone (laughs) so we can return the favor. We'll just live vicariously for you through you for a while because we're just rocking the mud pit back there. Yeah. We were happy to help, though. Yeah. It was fun. And Henry, I think, put in the most amount of work. Yes. Really conquered that mountain of mulch. He did. Say. He did. He was very enthusiastic about helping. Um, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that was a fun, a fun weekend. I know you mentioned that your friendships, like the friendships that you had when you were in, you know, high school and college, they're a lot of the same people you're friends with. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually friends with several people from high school and college as well. Like those are my core group of friends. But how do the friendships you make now differ to those that you had back then? Like, do you, mm-hmm. can you, can you find friends that like are at that same level or is it just... Mm. You know, because I feel like those, mm-hmm. you know, because I have those friends too, and those are just, you know, those are like built in stone. Right. It's like they know you on a cellular level. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just different making it friends as an adult. But the cool thing is, I think just by nature of growing up, like hopefully, right, you know yourself more and more every year. Um, so. The friends that have made it through, right, I think are lifetime friends. Yeah. But the ones that you make along the way can also become lifetime friends because, at least for me and the friends I have, like, I think we do a lot of work on trying to know ourselves and and be really thoughtful of who we spend time with and um, do our best to kind of put ourselves out there. But it's also exhausting. It's kind of like dating. Yes. (laughs) But for friends. And I feel like, I swear, they should write a book about, like, oh, good luck the first year or two after college when you went from living with all your friends to living so far away and being alone and, you know, it was so sad. But but I would say I I think it's kind of a blessing and a curse to make friends at different ages. And I would say mostly a blessing, right? Because you get to meet someone where they're at right then and not necessarily hold on to things that you might have had in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas that can be such a good thing with lifetime friends that they know every bit in and out. Right. It can also be a challenge if, say, you want to be a different person now Mm -hmm. or you have some things that you've really been working on. Um, And so that's where I think meeting people at different stages can be helpful because you get to choose what that looks like. And I think for me that can sometimes be a little hard because I'm naturally more introverted and have kind of forced myself to be more extroverted just because that's the way I think that our society like benefits school and work. Like you kind of have to put yourself out there, right? Um, But, and so for me, I really, I struggle sometimes with that awkward dating of finding friends and I'm not someone who's going to like go join a softball team uh, because I'm tired after work. Yeah. Um, And so I I, kind of struggle in the beginning of like, 
I don't like small talk, but I also am not necessarily going to dive into the deep stuff right away because that mm-hmm. also takes, you know, for me like time trust. and trust and like, yeah, like my good old Brene Brown. It's like, if, if anyone listening, listen, you know, is a Brene Brown fan, um, she refers to your jar of marbles for friendships and kind of like an, an analogy around trust and that takes time. Right. And so like, how do you yeah. get there as an adult? But I think for me, it's like, as I'm looking for adult friends, like listening to my gut more and more. And like I said before, like just being intentional about, okay, who do I want to spend time with? Like, who do I think is yeah. a badass chick? Like when I met Kathleen, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're badass. You're hilarious and cool. And like a good human being, which is usually my number one thing <laughs> that I'm looking for. <laughs> but kind of going off of that, like when Jenna did come over for that first, you know, wine night, um, we did end up kind of getting into some of the deep stuff, which I think only happens with certain people. Like I've made, I have some really good friends here in Sacramento, but they're not the ones that I, I didn't like dive into the deep stuff right off the bat. It's something that did grow over time. And now I would tell them, I tell them everything and it's wonderful. But you know, it is rare to have that where you just kind of dive in and say, like, you know, it was almost one of my goals that night. I was like, all right, <laughs> how much stuff can we get to know? Because peel back the onion. It is like peeling back an onion. And when you do want to be friends with someone because you recognize that they are a good human, you want to get to that level of friendship where you can have that mutual trust more quickly Mm -hmm. and so I was glad that we got into some of that but we you know we didn't get into everything we had a very good conversation and then over the last year almost 10 months that they that you guys have moved here have lived here you know it's only grown so yeah yeah I, I I, I would say, yeah, it's like listening to your gut, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I, of course, don't open up to everyone because I think that could be almost like a, an overshare, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but you can somewhat sense from people, like, does it feel right? Is it is the conversation safe and comfortable? And are they, you know, in my like opinion, like, are they genuinely aligned with what I like about yeah. life? Or like, yeah. um, kind of, you know, funny or the things that you know, make a friendship. Like, I mean, already in the 10 months we've lived here, like both of our households, I would say, have called on each other when we need something. Mm-hmm. And there's not a question, like, as, you know, obviously if we're in town. Right. But it's just like, of course, yeah. Just throw the kid over the fence. Why not? Yeah. Um. <laughs> which which we almost did have had to do once or twice. You know, I mean, if we, we've had one or two instances where we were in a pinch and... And literally had to knock on Jenna and Eric's door at like eight o'clock in the morning and say, can you watch Charlie? And like, it was not even hesitation. It was like, let me put on some real clothes. Maybe a bra. Yeah. And then we're good to go. Like, that was it. And, you know, when I have had, I've had, I remember in the fall, I had a crazy um, anxiety flare up. And Will was going out of town, and I was just very overwhelmed, and I asked Jenna, I said, I feel like I just need help. Like, I just need to know that someone else is there if I need it, 
And so Jenna came over one of the nights that Will was gone and helped with bath time and bedtime. And Henry tried to manipulate her into reading like six times as many stories as <laughs> He's just as so normal. cute. He is pretty cute. Um, but well, yeah, I'm just, it's... And I had to say, like, when you asked for that, like, that to me was such a leap of faith and trust because I, I also have had anxiety most of my life and I know how difficult it can be to kind of reach out. And so when Kathleen, when you... I was, like, sobbing when, too. When she reached out to me, it was like, of course, I, you know, like, you're exhibiting exactly what I've wanted to be able to do my whole life. And so if I can be there for you, like this can empower me to then ask for help when I need it. So whether it's with you or mm-hmm. my family or friends, like I don't always have to keep it, you know, yeah. to myself. And so, and I've never questioned doing it for other people. And so it's just like that. It's just, it is empowering to see you do that. And like, I think so many times we associate at least like when I have anxiety, I feel so weak, but it's such a sign of strength to be able to ask for help. I think I did say that I was, I felt really, weak asking like I didn't I didn't want to need the help but I knew I knew I needed it deep down like there was there was no question like you know well that's what friends are for it is (laughs) it is and you know you talked about because you grew up in California and you lived in the Bay Area for a long time but moved out to Sacramento so how did it impact your friendships when you moved out here? So surprisingly, I would say they probably have been neutral or better. Um, and that's just because of kind of where I was at by the time I moved. Um, I just felt so burnt out and like I was on a hamster wheel by the time I was leaving the Bay Area. Um, so I hardly saw anyone anymore. And coupled with the fact that there's a mass exodus from the Bay Area. Um, so most of my friends, Truth. or a lot of my friends had already left or were on their way out um, for quality of life and affordability. So if anything, it's kind of forced us all to be really thoughtful about reaching out to each other now because everyone's kind of left. There's a few still holding on strong. Um, but me being able to take a step away, choose a lifestyle that just slow down a little bit more and more affordable, I I just feel like this huge weight is lifted off of me and so I'm a happier person and so therefore I'm a better friend. And so it's funny because it's like I'm further away, right? but I just feel more engaged. Yeah. Um, and so I'm calling friends more. I'm texting them. Like, I just feel like I'm being a better friend because I'm not just so burnt out and depressed all the time working a job I hated and commuting crazy hours and traveling all the time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, I would love if they all lived right next door, but um, luckily I have you. So <laughs> True. You got me next door. I do wish that my friends, like my friends from Illinois and other states lived closer. It would be very convenient. This is like when I think about how if Harry Potter was real Mm. and like, or even just the magical modes of transportation would make life so much easier. Like I would love to apparate and just be able to do that. I feel so lucky that we have the technology we do now because I honestly... Like, live photos, I still feel like I'm in Harry Potter every single time I, like, hold it down. Um, But just the fact that there's Marco Polo and you can send videos or, you know, social media and all these things where you can actually engage almost... Like, I FaceTime my sisters and my nieces all the time. 
And I think I'm like, I asked my mom, like, what did you do with your nieces mm-hmm. and nephews? She's like, well, I saw them at holidays and I love them deeply, but I didn't see them all the time like you get to. And I'm just so thankful yeah. for that kind of technology, even though I'm usually pretty resistant to technology. I just, mm. yeah. But if people lived within walking distance, like they did in, in college, oh. Oh man. How great life would be. I, I swear, I like not to sound creepy at all, but like a little friend commune. Like, how do we just buy a big piece of land yep. with a few houses on it and have the best rest of our life? I think we need to just <laughs> move to a state that's not California. Not California. Not yeah. California. Um or we or we need to just win the lottery. Mm-hmm. And then we can do it in California. Um all right. So how have you made friends as adult, as an adult, like other than when this crazy lady mm. drives 20 feet and stops her car and starts drilling you with questions? Like right. other than that. Normally I don't respond to people who jump out of their cars and start yelling at me. Um, that was a, I'm glad I was open to it that day. Um, I would say how I've made friends. Well, like I said earlier, like I'm not someone who's going to join the sports team and stuff. Partly because I'm tired, partly because I'm not good at land sports. I've had a lot of surgeries on my legs and feet, so I need something low impact, like a good wine night. Um, Amen. (laughs) um, I I would say also, you know, school obviously is a great way to make friends, and so I figured, hey, just keep it going. Go to grad school. You know, why not? So I made some really great friends uh, in grad school. Obviously, I went there for reasons beyond just friendships. Um, I would hope so. But that was a nice side bonus. Um, I would say some of my best girlfriends uh, right now have come from that time in my life. Um, I've also made some really close friends at work, even from jobs I hate, um, but just really wonderful human beings. Um, And that's just, I would say, kind of the theme there for me, at least, because I am more introverted. It's like when we're working on things together or we have a shared purpose or so I've yeah. made friends volunteering or a lot of times friends of friends. Like I kind of feel like I am always on the like, like, Oh, we're at a yeah. Super Bowl party. I don't care about the football game, but who's this person who brought this great dip? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, add that to the friendship list. Oh, for sure. And, food. Food oh, is, uh, it's the way to my heart. It's the way to a lot of people's, yeah. a lot of people's hearts. And, I also got very lucky with my husband's friends because um, he had some wonderful friends and both men and women. And I've I joke that I've stolen quite a few of the women to be my <laughs> friends first now. So that seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. They're mine. Yeah. But yeah, I would say work friends, and then luckily again moving to Sacramento, it wasn't the biggest move. I mean, it's an hour yeah. from Oakland where I was living before. So I have a lot of friends who moved out this way. I have cousins who live here, so they have friends. So it's kind of a built-in network. It's not like I'm starting fresh, like moving from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, when we moved from Illinois, uh, it was quite a different experience because while I do have family out in the Bay Area and Sonoma, which are really good places to visit and have family, yeah. if I'm being honest, but we didn't have any friends here. You know, we had one of Will's good college friends that lives in Oakland and still lives there. And we saw her a lot. We t- we actually went to the Bay a lot when we first moved. But I remember that first week we lived here where our furniture hadn't even come yet. And my adult conversations were coming from 
the cable guy oh, and man. the Target and hardware store cashiers because that's because Will was at work and that was the adult interaction that I got. And so I remember I signed up for a boot camp class and I signed Will up too because I remember thinking like this could go one of two ways. This could be perfect or it could be way too intense for my liking. And we joined the class. It ended up being perfect. Within a couple weeks of joining, I remember asking our, our boot camp instructor for a good brunch place to take my parents. And she suggested the place that has literally the best French toast I've ever had in my entire life. Tower Cafe. Have not been. Thank oh you Oh my God. We're... See, I'm still somewhat new. I need things to recommend. Oh, we're going to go. Okay. okay. We're going to go. Great. Um, it is unreal. It was the fact that she was so enthusiastic about this recommendation and she has such a well-rounded view of fitness and exercise and food. It really made me trust her even more. And now she's one of my best friends. So one of those people that I would call on yeah. for anything, you know, and it, it's been at this point almost, it's been six and a half years. Dang. Yeah. But so that's how we met a few friends actually was through that boot camp class. And then Will joined an ultimate Frisbee team that he did for a couple of years before we had kids. And so we met some friends through that. And also crazy enough. Well, I mean, cause Jenna was talking about work and meeting friends at work. You know, when you're a solo entrepreneur, you don't have coworkers but you do have clients. And I remember specifically three and a half years ago, I was doing a newborn shoot for this family. And at that time I traveled more for newborn shoots. So I traveled to their house and it was kind of the same feeling I got with Jenna where I walked in, talked to the mom and I was like, I want to be friends with you. But as a client photographer relationship it took me two years to really and you know several more sessions with her to feel like I could I could break down that wall and like break into the friend zone um you know now I have a, several friends that were her friends too and they were clients of mine and um so it's great. It's, you know, you find friends in the oddest places, but it, it, it's so different than when you're in school. You have to be willing to be vulnerable, put oh. yourself out there and, and know what you're looking for. <laughs> it is like yeah, dating. It is like dating. Yeah. yeah because... I, I was proud of myself this week. I actually got two women's phone numbers and like, did you just because I, like I've said, I made friends at work before. I now I'm on such a small team. It's me and my boss and my AmeriCorps member. And we're just always so busy. And so I'm just like thirsty for new friends in, in professionally at least. And so I joined a mentor group um, actually this last fall um, and have been exposed to a few different kind of opportunities there. And so I, I started just asking people to coffee, which like I never would have done before. And I'm no. like, ugh, coffee, great. Like so awkward first date. But I had two great friend dates this week and they sent me their numbers. They're like, let's hang out. And I was so excited. I was I gave myself some high fives. So. You should. That's awesome. But it is. It's so much like dating, which is kind of annoying. 
you know? And I wish it didn't have to be like that, but it is. I mean, you have to put yourself out there. Like if I didn't put myself out there, especially with this client who I'm now good friends with, like I would have missed out on several great friendships had I not done that. And it was hard. Like it was not an easy thing to kind of text and like try and break into that friend zone. Cause at that point you want to be in the friend zone and I don't know. I'm just very thankful that. Well, and I think I as you get older, it also, there's so many layers of busyness um, mm-hmm. that we all get caught in, right? Like jobs, marriages, dating, kids, family drama. Like there's so many things that pull at your attention. And so even if you have the best intentions and want to be best friends with someone, right? Like I find myself suddenly being like, oh, when can we hang out? Let me look at my planner. Okay, I'm available in seven weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, during this four hour window Mm -hmm. now I'm trying to get less scheduled right Mm -hmm. but it's just it's hard and so I feel like being an adult friend you also have to be flexible with knowing people have complex lives and can't just hang out all the time or like especially with little kids oh my gosh I just I my friends with kids I know like never expect them to be on time and that's not a hate thing at all it's just mm-hmm. like no have you ever seen people with children who get somewhere like that is difficult so I am not expecting them to be at my house right on time or you know if things they get sick or things right. come up like there's just so many different considerations now as an adult and I try to just be respectful of everyone's time and be like all right we're busy like yeah I'm not hurt if someone can't hang out with me you know yeah and when you're especially when you don't live right next door to someone that becomes an even bigger issue, like trying to find the time to hang out. Like Jenna and I have the kind of very unique advantage where like we can text and say, especially we did this in the the fall a lot. You know, we said like, hey, do you guys want to do something Friday night? And by do something, we mean like come hang out in our backyard for a drink and like be back at your house by 9 p.m. You know, it's not a... A long thing especially when you get to see someone more often you know you don't have to make it a super long thing but also like Jenna said being understanding that whether you know whether or not there are kids involved like everyone has complex lives mm-hmm. and different work obligations and travel for work and travel for pleasure and um so all sorts of different things pulling at you and priorities that we may not be privy yeah. to. There's a there's a meme that's going around right now. It might not by by the time this airs, but it says something along the lines of like being an adult is just thinking that things are going to slow down <laughs> every week until you die. Yep. Like yep. And that feels so accurate because it's every stage of life, you know. Mm-hmm. So by now you've can probably assume what types of activities Jenna and I like to do when we hang out together. It usually involves sweatpants and wine, sometimes a movie. So for other people or for other friendships, because I don't do that with all of my friends either. So what kind of activities do you think foster good adult friendships? Yeah, I think, like you said, it depends right on the friendship and and obviously you as the person. Like, the things I think are fun may not be what our other neighbor thinks is fun or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, But for me, 
I think finding opportunities for the good conversation, um, assuming you're in a place where you want to chat, sometimes you just need some good old fashioned, like stupid fun. Right. Um, but then go to a karaoke bar or something ridiculous. But I think for me, my favorite go-tos are probably going on a hike, um, cooking a meal together. I really like game nights. Um, whether it's board games or like good old fashioned charades, um, just thing. I, I think those things are fun and kind of show different parts of people's personalities and, um, and plus board games specifically can be a really interesting mini session in psychology, um, that you can quickly figure out if yes. that friendship is going to last or not. Yes. I have had, <laughs> I have had some, uh, very contentious game nights with some of my friends from high school, like with Will, cause Will and I went to high school together and so are a lot of our friends are, you know, the same group of friends we hung out with 15 years ago plus. And in college, you know, we still hang out on breaks and that sort of thing. And we actually had to like make a rule to never play a certain game ever again because it got that heated. And it was, I mean, at this point we've all, we can all laugh about it, but it's funny because when you bring it up, everyone is still, they snap right back into their positions of exactly where they were like 10 years ago, which I kind of love because it also shows mm-hmm. how deep that friendship is and how dynamic it is, you know, that like, cause I mean that group of friends, none of us are really that similar and to be able to do any sort of activity together and like have fun and even if we have to ban ban categories for life, like we can laugh about it now. We can still do other things. It's you know I don't know. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the great part of having friends through all different parts of life, right? Like, yeah. And then now, if you go to a game night, you just know avoid categories so that well. Well, with with that group of people. Yeah. 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 Although, if you play it as a new group too quickly figure out if you're gonna oh that's true be friends yeah well or it's make been, memories for 10 years from now i mean it's been like 10 12 years since then and we're all still friends so i think that you re- you weathered that storm. we weathered the storm yeah you yeah. made it through we did probably better friends because of it yes yeah yeah we've talked a lot about friendship as adults and taking the friendships from high school and college, even elementary school with us. But what do you think is the importance of finding new good friends as adults? I mean, you just never know what life's going to throw at you. Um, So I think it's always important to have that support system, both near and far. And especially as adults, right? We've talked about people are just physically farther away. Um, And so having people who are nearby that you can rely on, but also kind of grow with and through all these different stages of life, um, I think is really a cool experience. Um, And having, I just think it's fun and important to have those people that you can be there, you know, through the hard times to cry with, but then also like we talked about earlier, like to celebrate with, like life has so many ups and downs and you want people around you that you care about, right? 
And luckily, I had really strong adult friendships modeled for me from a very young age. Um, I had a single mom who um, who often worked two to three jobs, and we were kind of latchkey kids. And um, But she had such a strong community of mostly women, um, but friends who became like family. And, and so that also became such a kind of um, lens to which I approached friendships from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were always there for her. They became like other parents or aunts and uncles to me. And we were never shielded from the fact that life can be very messy, but we were exposed to the fact that it's messy, but it's okay if you have people who love you around you. Um, and that and messy is good and bad, right? It was just chaotic. We always said that we put the fun in dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that finding and holding on to those good friends is so important through all stages of life, especially as adults, um, because we put so much focus on, you know, you're growing and changing as a kid, but it's like, oh my God, you know, we're figuring out our, tw- our 20s and our 30s and 40s and 50s and uh, and so on. It's like, there's so many different things that are going to happen still. Yeah. And how do we get through that together? So. Right. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, it's funny that you were talking about like modeling good adult friendships because... My parents did the same for us. Like we have, you know, my parents have some, have a core, you know, group of friends that they leaned on, you know, for support and all of their kids were all kind of around the same age. So there are 10 kids between these three families and starting sometime, I think when we were in high school, we all started spending Christmas Eve together. And to this day, we all spend Christmas Eve together. And like some of us are married and have kids. And while some of us live far away, you know, there are actually four of us in California, which is kind of crazy. But whoever is back in Chicago for Christmas, we all do Christmas Eve together. And those friends of my parents are still their good friends that they still lean on. And we do call them aunts and uncles. And then all of us kids, you know, we've all grown up together since the time we were literally born. And the relationship that I have with them, I would call basically a cousin relationship, you know, and Christmas Eve is so, so much fun. Like even, I love Christmas Day. Christmas Day is phenomenal. And I get to see my family and my husband's family and it's great. And I get to see, you know, the joy of my kids and all that stuff. But Christmas Eve is just a time to like get together and have that relationship kind of rekindled whenever we can. And it was, yeah, it's so fun. (laughs) But going back to what Jenna said, it's important to have not only those types of friends, but also new friends that you can take with you into the new stages of life. And if we, you know, living in Sacramento, hadn't met new friends here, even if we had those great friendships back in Chicago or in other places in Illinois or the country that are super strong, it would feel so lonely here. You know, I feel like we need good friends wherever we are to 
to kind of have that sense of community because nowadays, you know, people don't live around their immediate family as much as they used to. Some people are very lucky and still do that, but so many of us don't. And so to have a sense of community and people that are in the same area as you, that you do get to the point where you can call them basically family. You know, it's like your family's not blood. It's just how you treat each other. I think that is so important. Yeah, and I, I mean, one last point kind of on why I think finding friends, new friends as an adult and throughout different stages is also kind of the unspoken that sometimes older friendships fizzle out. Um, you know, they might be there for a lifetime or they might be there for a phase for different reasons. And, you know, it's like you don't want to lose friends, but sometimes people just grow apart or things happen or you just grow into different people. And so kind of knowing that and also seeking out kind of what works for you and um, kind of now and in the future. And so if you don't ever make new friends, you know, how do you maybe deal with that part too? Because I've seen people um, that I've been friends with who maybe we drift apart and and then we rekindle it later or, or, uh, or not. And, you know, we go through bouts of being lonely or missing those people. And so I think it's important to put yourself out there and continue to search for those good relationships so that you have that community and that family nearby. Yeah. Nearby physically or not, right? Yeah. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and nearby does not have to mean next door. I mean, I'm talking to Jenna because she is my newest good friend. And I thought that she'd be perfect for this episode. But, you know, it's just having people somewhat close that, you know, you can call if you need it, if you have an emergency. I just, I, I feel like those people are so important. And assuming that you don't have, like, super, super, totally different awkward friend groups, right? Like, yeah. I try my best when I do occasionally host to bring different groups together because, that's how I've made a lot of my friends as an adult too. Um, some of my best friends now are because they were a friend of a friend and, mm -hmm. um, but we're all new, we're awkward in a new place and just trying to figure it out together. And so I try to, you know, bring that into when I'm hosting a birthday party or a holiday party, not being afraid of like, Oh, will they get along or this or that? It's like, we're all adults. We'll yeah. figure it out ourselves. Then you could very well be starting a new friendship or a new friend group. So why not go for it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did that at our Christmas party. Oh, yeah. And, and I have some major friend crushes from that Christmas party that I need to follow up on. They're the clients that I <laughs> that I talked about earlier. And they also love Jenna. So it's pretty perfect. All right. Last question. <laughs> What is your ideal cozy day with friends? So I'm thrilled that I can say I'm actually going to be doing that this weekend. Um, so I am heading to Tahoe for a long three-day weekend to stay in a friend's cabin. And we are going to have outside time. So we might go snowshoeing or just regular hiking if the snow actually isn't there. Um, and we're going to play games both board and probably some ridiculous acting games. Alcohol may or may not be involved. Um, we'll be in pajamas. Probably. Yeah, probably. We'll be in pajamas a lot. Uh, and then when we feel like getting fancy, we'll put on yoga pants. Um, oh, yeah. You know, with boots or something, if we're 
venturing out. Whoa. Yep. Uh, boots. Can't stop us. Um, snow boots. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, just shoes in general. That's right. kind of where I was going exactly. with that. Yeah. Right. Fuzzy socks will be on underneath, though. Okay. Perfect. Um, and cooking probably 90% of our meals, um, just hanging out together, spending good time together. It's it's a friend's cabin who we used to live a quarter mile apart until this last year. We actually both moved at the, um, just a few months apart from each other. Long story short, she has since moved to LA. I've moved to Sacramento. And so now we have these kind of long weekends where we can rekindle <laughs> our love for each other um, with a few friends and kind of just hang out and hide out in a cabin and yeah. laugh. So. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's something we didn't really touch on, but like in order to maintain certain friendships, I mean, my husband can talk to his friends from high school. Actually, he has friends from elementary school and he talks to them and it's like no time has passed and he, you know, they don't need as much rekindling. But for me, I feel like I do need that. Like I do. And I just enjoy it. Like I enjoy, it feels like Checking in on each other. Yeah. It, I mean, it's checking in on each other and it's just feeling almost this like sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. Not that you thought anything from your friendship was in danger, but it's just this sense of, it's like your heart is getting warm, you know, mm-hmm. like you're able to fill your cup, I guess, with more friendship, which leaves you more motivated and inspired and like just seeing all my friends do such amazing things as women, you know, as business owners and doctors and like just badass Mm -hmm. business people. It's so cool to see and it makes me want to go and do all sorts of fun things. It's exciting when you're surrounded by a bunch of Leslie Nopes and you're like, yeah, I want to be a Leslie Nope too. Speaking of Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jenna, I cannot thank you enough for meeting me here at your own house, letting me escape my children, but also just thank you for having such a great conversation. I think this is something that not a lot of people talk about all the time. We all just know we struggle with it and don't really know how to fix it. So to have this conversation has been really wonderful. And just thank you for being so awesome and such a good friend because we need that in life. We need that, man. Thanks for having me. I felt honored that you asked. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this conversation on making friends as adults. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week.